With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome along to your Sunday night Rabble Extra brought to you by the Rangers Rabble podcast. My name is Stuart and I'm your host for this evening and I've got a great uh, lineup of guests on the show to talk all things Rangers um, and hopefully in a slightly more positive tune. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that we're, we're, we're gaining some positivity as the weeks go on so that this is all good. First of all, we've got Scott Kerr. Scott, how are we? I'm not bad, Stuart, not bad. Cleaned up my garage today, so I'm about happy. It's a bit more tidier. I'm 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 actually, I cleaned it. It was actually the wife I just watched, but I'll say I cleaned it. <laughs> you supervised it. You supervised well. Good I did, you. <laughs> Richie, how's things? Yeah, all good. Thanks, Stuart. Yeah, happy to be on after a very wet and miserable day here in Liverpool. So, yeah, ma- massive week ahead and, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting stuck into it. And Ian, I believe the weather wasn't any better in uh, Old Norfolk. That, that must be a wee, uh, that must be a, a shock to the system for you guys. It is a little bit. It's been absolutely gorgeous down here the last few weeks, but just the last couple of days, the heavens have opened and we've had all our rainfall for uh, winter already. So <laughs> yeah, nice. But I've I've enjoyed it. You know, this this skin tone doesn't do well in the sun. So, <laughs> so. Well, we'll start, like I say, I think there's a kind of positive feel about the place, but I wanted to just throw something at you and also, like I say, folks, get your comments in, we'll try and bring some of them up, um, any kind of questions you've got. But I wanted to get uh, the guy's opinion on this, but also in the comments. What's been the best goal this week? Seema, uh, Matondo or Tavs? Scott Kerr? Tavs. Richie? Don't even think about it. Yeah, it's I think it's got to be Tavs, to be honest with you. Not not only, I mean, it's it's probably goal of the season right there, isn't it? You'd you'd be um you'd be amazed if something else 
comes out to to even challenge it. It it wasn't just the goal itself, which was technically incredible, but also the the runners around him that enabled him to have the space to carry on. I mean, it looked at first viewing that he should should have been closed down, but they were all occupied and the movement was so good to give him the space to do that. Obviously still had a hell of a lot of work to do, but um, yeah, I'll be watching that a fair few times this week. And, uh, and I think, yeah, got to give it to Tav. Ian, are you making it three for Tav or, you know, with the comments or certainly no. going with Tav? What's your thoughts? No. I mean, Tav's goal was excellent. It did get me out of the seat, but I am going to give it to Matondo because I think the ball to him to, uh, Dessas and then Dessas turn, touch and pass all in one movement to get it into Matondo when the first time finish it was just excellent so I'm, I'm going Matondo I'm going to join Ian I thought Matondo's was the best goal all three of them by the way are absolutely brilliant brilliant goals but yeah I, I thought Matondo's goal um, was yeah it was something special I mean like, the, the way Ibrooks reacted um, to that goal and it was a huge game obviously but you know just just the quality of the, the goal itself. Um, I, 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 Matondos would get my vote. But folks, get your get your comments and see what um, what you say. Is it is it Sima? Is it uh, Matondo? Or is it Tav? Okay, then uh, let's let's talk about the kind of breaking news from today. Then Scott, in in terms of Yanis Hadji, um, the the club posted that he has. Is left on a, a season-long loan deal to Alves in the La Liga. Um, by all accounts, the rumours are that no loan fee or no no option to buy included in that. So, first of all, I want to kind of get your guys' sense in terms of um, is this the right thing for for one Rangers to be doing? Is it the right thing for Yanis Hadji to be doing? Um, is is he somebody that you would have wanted to keep around the scene, uh, Scott Kerr, or is it a, a case that it was clear that he's not part of Michael Beale's plans, and that's the best thing for him in terms of moving on? I mean, I would like that Yanis to stay because I think you can offer something. He still gets something. I feel some of the players don't have, probably the majority of players don't have. He can see a move two or three steps ahead of probably others in the park, but it's probably the best move for Giannis to go and play football because he's not getting any game time at Rangers. He has a quality football player and he needs game time. If we're going to sell him in the future, then he needs to play to show people what he's got, if he. And he also needs games, game time in his legs. Is it good for Rangers? I don't know. I don't know if it's good for us or not, depending on the future, what transfer fee we get. But all it seems to me is Michael, he's not at Michael Beale's plans. He's been told that, but he came out and spoke after the Martin game, Stuart, remember? You said it was a nothing comment, and I said, no, there's something behind it. (laughs) 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 Cha-ching! Oh, 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 it's going to be like that, is it? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so, obviously, he's away. Good luck to him. Hope he does well over there. If he does really well, then he might have interest to buy him, or other teams might come in. If he's not the manager's plans, then he's well not been at Ibrox. That's my say. So, good luck to Yanis. Ian, so from a... The fact that... The, I think a lot of people were maybe expecting that Yanis was one of those players with a, a, a potential for bringing in a decent fee, etc. Should we be looking into the too much into that? You know, the fact that we, you know, he's just went straight out on loan. Is that because we potentially still see him being part of Rangers' long-term plans? 
Or is it the fact that, you know what, clubs maybe weren't prepared to pay whatever Rangers were wanting? Maybe maybe Yanis Hadji and his, his, uh, you know, his agent were saying, well, actually, no, we're not willing to do... We don't want a, a full move away. What, what, what's your sense of, of what's going on here? Well, every time I think I've made sense of it, something else crops up which makes me rethink it. Because when he went out and there was no loan fee and there's no buy uh, option to buy clause added in, it was like, okay, so he's going out, going to get first-team football, he'll be back next season and hopefully start in place um, if one or two leave. Because obviously there's, there's players that are in our team now that if they have a cracking season, we're not going to see them for, for long. Um, I won't break people's hearts by mentioning the names. Um, so that was what I thought. Then his then his, his goodbye letter came out or his statement on Instagram and all the rest of it. And that smacked of, I'm not coming back. Yeah. It's just the way it read is that well, that's me. We're done. Thanks for everything. You're amazing. Love you all. But I won't be back. So if it is that, I'm surprised there's no option to buy. If we were going to let him go, I can't imagine we'd be letting him go on loan. If he wanted to go, I'm sure we would have sold him. And we've said it back and forth. There is one particular club in the entire European continent that would probably give you everything they've got to have him because his dad played there. So I, I thought he'd be at Galatasaray. But we'll have to wait and see now where, what comes next summer. I mean, it's a good good thing for him to go out and get regular football because he needs it. He's too good to be sitting on the bench and coming on and playing 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Um, I agree with with Kerr that of all the people in our squad, he's the one who can spot that pass before anybody else and will play the ball um, and usually when he does that, people are about two or three steps behind him. So for him, it's a good thing. Um, I just thought if it was going to go, I thought it would be a permanent deal and and his letter would have made more sense. Richie, I think, you know, Ian touches on a, a, an interesting point there. That's strange to see a, a player penning what seems to be a, a goodbye message just for a, for a loan, but... I also want to. I'm going to play devil's advocate here in terms of from a from a fan perspective because I've seen quite a bit on online and kind of perplexed by the fact that not the fact that he's going to get football. I think everybody appreciates that a player like Adrianus Angie wants to get football, but maybe not quite understanding why Michael Beale isn't utilising him. But if I play devil's advocate, are we are we saying here that is it a do we fall into the trap of players suddenly become better when they're not playing? Yeah, that that can certainly be a factor. I mean, I, I've whatever your opinion is on on Hadji, and I know that it does seem to to split the support, and you know things that I read seem to be quite divided. But you, Beal's brought in so many players that, admittedly, they're not the same profile of player, but they're playing in the same position. Um, so the writing's always been on the wall for him. And I don't think, you know, I would be more concerned if Beal completely scrapped his previous plans off the back of 20 minutes against Morton to uh, shoehorn him in um, than I would be if he sort of carried on down the path that he's going with, you know, rightly or wrongly. That this is He's wanting to bring in a certain type of player, which he's done. Um, and that's not, not Hadji. I'd, in terms of the loan, I mean, we'd be if we were selling him now, it's at the absolute arse end of what you'd think he'd be worth because you know inactivity, injury, coming out publicly and sort of 
as he did in the in the presser and you know there's obviously a little bit of discontent there well not obviously because we don't know but that that's my take on it is that you know, it doesn't seem that bill was particularly happy with him there and they've obviously had words which is fine you wouldn't expect a player to be happy not to be playing but at the same time maybe you don't want that kind of negative influence um around the team if there's if there's no obvious prospect of him playing then what's the point for for any party for the rest of this season that he's just going to be hanging about and you know clearly frustrated so he'll go away on loan um let's hope he has a great season we've then there's a decision to be made i don't think he'll play again as long as beals here but you know 12 months is a long time in football isn't it as we all know um, so either we've got a player that's potentially be worth a little bit more because I think he's got three years left on his deal. So I don't think like one season's, you know, particularly if he was, um, you're putting in some decent numbers this year in the league, I think that's going to slightly add to his value, uh, rather than take away from it. Um, so we're either getting a little bit more money or, or a player that could maybe be utilized, but it, it is a shame the way it's turned out, but there's just so many options ahead of him. Um, and I think the the whole sort of clamour for getting him in, I think, it was a mixture of sort of people remembering fondly what he's capable of from previous performances, and just a general frustration at kind of not seeing what they wanted to on the pitch at that time. So it's just sort of desperately tr- trying to look for alternatives. Um, so yeah, that's that's my take. I think we'll we'll see how he gets on, but I, I'm kind of I'm pleased that he's not going to be about because it's quite obvious that he's not going to be playing, isn't it? You know, there's so many options ahead of him. We, we've we've seen him get, like, such limited games. What did he get? So 20 minutes against Morton. I think he came on right at the end in the first leg against Savet. Um, yeah, so it's just, I think it's best for both parties. He's not one of Beale's guys. We'll see how Beale's guys actually get on, um, and we'll see how he does in the Liga. Just to see, Stuart, I think it's a... Tad unfortunate for Yanis that everybody's saying we remember what he'd done. I mean, he was playing well just before his injury. It wasn't like he was the worst player in the park at times. He was playing reasonably well when he was creating mm-hmm. stuff. And so anybody can get an injury. Do you know what I mean? So let's see who's the next person gets injured and if they come back, are they going to be ousted as well? I agree with that. She's just not in Bill's plans. And was that deal not signed when before Bill came in? It was, yeah. So I mean, that, 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 Bill- that deal that deal was signed actually when he was still recovering. I mean, he was. I think he was halfway through his recovery from his injury when he yeah. penned when he penned the new deal, which I think for some Rangers fans was confusing because rightly they might think, well, you don't know actually how this guy's going to recover from that sort of injury. But there was others on the other side of the fence that were saying, well, you know, that's a smart bit of business. Maybe just protecting protecting ourselves, and you know that we've got a, a player who I think would. Not he will always attract attention. Hygiene. I think we would always get some money back. So we were kind of protecting that investment that that we had with him. I think the reason I asked that question was because it was a bit more. I think Hygiene, in terms of he, he did he did some great things. Um, and you know, come to you in this. I mean, he, he did some great things um, for us, but he, he's, he's like many players. Um, of recent times where they get kind of stuck with that same tag of well he's not done it in the big games and probably the big games are talking about his old firm games or Ebo used to always get that you know that that kind of thing didn't matter what he did 
you, you know, the, the rest of the time. But people focus on that. So, you know, that's why I'm asking that question in terms of are, are we possibly just overlooking the fact that at, at times he was decent, he would come up with some decent goals, but there were periods in his play where he would maybe vanish for, for a, either either during a game or for a couple of weeks in the season. Are we are we just being a wee bit, you know, maybe the start of the season hasn't went too well, oh, Yanis Hadji is the, is the answer, or are we being unfair on, fair on him there? Players like Hadji do tend to have moments where they disappear from a game. Creative players, you're not going to see a creative player all the time in every game, like you're going to see like a Ryan Jack or a um, like Cantwell, for example, who's putting himself about and throwing himself in and out. Of things. He did show up in big games. It might not have happened in, in old firm games, for example, but European games, he definitely turned up. And someone put in the comments, I know it's a long time ago now, and it's when he first came in, but the Braga game, for not for Hadji, we would have probably gone out that night. Yeah. Um, and again, over in Braga for that two-legged affair, he's the one who played that ball. That I, I didn't see that ball when he played it, and I don't think anybody else on the pitch would have done it. So he has had moments in big games. Hadji's a frustrating player. He's either going to get you off your seat or he's going to make you sit back in it and moan like hell. I, he, we, no, I think me and James are pretty much agreed on this, that he is one of the best passers of the ball in the club, but he is so frustrating at times. And I know he's a professional footballer and probably way fitter than me, but at times when he's running, I feel like I could run quicker than him. But they would, he... Not no one's going to like every player all the time. I think people are entitled to their opinion. He didn't have a hugely successful season last season, but then he got injured. Um, so it's, I think it's a bit, a bit, a little bit of Martin's favourite thing. It's a little bit of both, really. Um, overall, I think again, it's one of those players that once he's gone, we'll look back and go, oh, "Well, we could have been doing with him actually." Yeah, well, look, I, I, but. Let's say no, he's it is just alone, uh, and I think there's not a Rangers fan out there that that won't be um, wishing Yanis all the all the best and hope they you know he, he has a really good season over there. And and who's to, who's to know? Maybe it isn't a, a goodbye, and actually he, he can force his force his way back in. Um, but let's let's see how that 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 season goes. He's he, he's moved on now. So, um, Richie, let, let's talk about. Uh, yesterday's performance in uh, Ross County, uh, you know, uh, a, a venue that we've we've had some decent results at, but we've also had, you know, they, they've made it tough for us in the in the past. So, given the the fact of our exertions against PSV in the midweek, the fact that we've got PSV next midweek, and then a huge game coming up the following week. You know, this this was a potential banana skin uh, for Rangers. Let talk to me about were you surprised by the team selection? Is it kind of roughly what you were expecting? Uh, and then what I thought was, let's deal with the first half. Um, uh, an impressive Rangers performance, where you know after probably the first five to ten minutes they were in total control. Um, and exactly what you were hoping to see from a Rangers team um, playing away from home in the run-up to what is a big week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so in terms of the team selection, it, well, the, the the keeper and and back four is pretty much 
Um, I suppose as everybody would expect. Um, I'm not surprised that Lundstrom came uh, back in for Jack, and I think that that'll be reversed again um, on Wednesday night. I'll just give um, give Jack a chance to to rest up. It, it, it's difficult to to know um, you know, what sort of decisions are going to be made with the the front three or or sort of one ten with two up top or two inverted tens with one up top. Um, I thought we might see Dessas and Danilo. Um, and I was a little bit surprised to see Roof, uh, pleasantly surprised anyway. Um, so no, there's there's nothing sort of particularly controversial. Um, I was pleased to see Lammers getting a, a start after uh, missing out midweek as well, because I think you, I know we'll go on to talk about individual players, but you know I, I'm seeing sort of glimpses of real sort of genuine talent from Lammers, but it's just not quite all coming together yet. And then I, I can see that he's getting a little, little bit of stick. So um, I want him to get some game time to really sort of put some some decent runs together. Um, <clears throat> and it was absolutely the kind of game that, you know, you, you think the, the week we've got ahead, um, it's absolutely the sort of game where we could have you know, taken our, um, our eyes off it and, and easily got into trouble. I don't think... Uh, Ross County will be um, will have the same kind of difficulty this season that they had last. I don't think there'll there'll be anybody's mug. So I think it will towards their back end of the season. We'll we'll probably look at that as a a very good result. But of course we should be putting away um, putting away these sides and, and you're putting in confident displays. Um, yeah, rel- relatively quiet start, um, and then yeah we had that sort of. Uh, it, the game was essentially won in in twenty minutes, wasn't it? Really, there was the um, <clears throat> intensity picked up, and um, I was I was really sort of the. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know that sort of Roof's had these periods before where he's been out for absolutely ages and he just seems to get like sort of straight back on it. It's quite remarkable, like his ability to just get back in tune with the game. You see so many players whereby you're needing to give them um, you know, so many minutes to to sort of get fit, but also to get sort of mentally where they need to be to, you know, to find themselves in the right periods affecting the game. And he just seems to be so switched on. But, you know, I think he's kind of, it, I know we always say this, sort of, you know, if we can keep him fit, but you know, for me, he's sort of the most clinical forward that we've got. Um, and and we've brought in a lot of new ones in the, in the summer as well. So, I mean, I'm just really hoping that he can go on a run now, and you know, and if his minutes are managed, then hopefully he can do some big things this season. So he he was a massive positive. The goal, um, I had to look at it about three times to sort of figure out exactly what had happened. It was, it was the strangest sort of acrobatic finish, um, and a very good ball as well. And then I was really pleased with how we responded to taking the lead as well, because like Beale's talked in previous games about sort of, you know, these periods of being quite passive. Um, and I didn't see that. You know, we, we, we were straight back on them. Um, and that was really good to see. And that, that's something that we've been missing 
uh, this season. And you know, after not maybe starting as quickly as we we could have done, um, yeah, we were able to sort of really pounce on our advantage, having gone one nil up. And then you know, we 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 opened the um, we opened the show. So talking about the the goal of the week, and then obviously there was that the the moment from to have fantastic tackle, and then just a drive up the park. As as I mentioned when I was talking about the goal, I thought the the, the movement um, throughout the majority of the games really impressive from the forwards. Um, that's something that I've really noticed that's improved. If if we look at sort of um, Kilmarnock as the sort of dreaded like, baseline of sort of where never to go again, I think that's that's been a real tempo movement and understanding between those players has been um been a big one for me um and yeah absolutely fantastic goal uh we then we could have easily sort of i don't know if do you want me to sort of take you up to to half time or how, how do you want to play i'm conscious well, I'll, I'll end up talking about the entire game and then everybody's well, just sitting <laughs> listening <laughs> well, let, let me bring in let me bring up in terms of came on with you know i I, I said before the season started, and I I was fully aware of what I was saying, you know, we, we know his injury history, you know, he, he, there is that, can we trust him or whatever. But he's a potential game changer for Rangers, isn't he? And, and I thought that goal absolutely summed it up. You, you've got a defender who's, he's, at no one point is he focusing on the ball He's all about. I'm. I'm just. I'm going to focus on on you, and I'm just going to try and upset you. Yeah, Ruth has just got his eyes on that ball, and he's managed to get make contact with it and, and put it away. But more than just the goal, care. It was about. And I'm a big believer now with this Rangers team, whether it's Ruth Dessers or Danilo Dessers or whatever, having two players in and around that box because he's teams real issues and we've maybe not seen that enough over the last few years and I go back to the Dessel's goal against Servet, you know, Borna puts the cross in, Danilo making that move to the front post it tracks a defender it, the goalie is having to move that way everybody misses it, Dessel's at the back whereas in previous seasons there would have just been Alfie in there, I felt actually that that first half in particular we'd, we'd Two players in and around that box occupying centre halves. Is, is that the way we need to go forward? Surely. And you're on mute, and that gets you back for having a go at me earlier. That's <laughs> <laughs> one. Uh, I think we'll go differently in games. Obviously, teams will sort suss out like how we're playing. So he's going to have a different couple of systems he has to try. But playing to up front, I like because you see more bodies in the box, more. Different ones coming from the strikers. Now, Kemal Roof, we all know how good he is. We all know how good they can be. I don't want to mention what's happened in the past because I think everybody's fed up talking about it. The not playing game times, should we say, but we all know how good he is. We all know he can score goals. We all know he's a game changer. We all know his awareness in the park is superb. His movement is superb. He's probably on par with being the best striker in the squad. And that's, I've not really played that much, but Kemal's type of guy, Stuart, he can be injured for six weeks, 12 weeks, but it doesn't take a lot to get up to match fitness. Because yep. he is physically fit. I don't mean, I know he can be injury prone, but he is physically fit when he's not injured. Big care, it's not even about match fitness. Kemal Roof's the type of guy that 
he, he could be 50% fit, but he'll still put the ball in the back of the net. He's, he's just that type of, type of player. It's not just he can score goals, haven't he? He's game. You seen him sliding in for one of the tackles yesterday. It was a kind of 50 50 ball, but he won it. I mean, somebody on your record has has, you might have think he's not going for that ball just in case he gets an injury. Do you know what I mean? But he's, he's committed. He does help his uh, teammates out with how he creates. He's, like I said earlier, he's moving and his uh, awareness is superb, but he, he can finish by the foot and his head, as we've seen. So I'm even going to say how many games I think he should play. I want him to play because I don't want to. Uh, jinx him at all, so we'll just take it game by game, but we can see a difference he makes. But I thought, I only seen the highlights, I'd seen the whole second half, but i just seen the highlights of the first watching back last night, because it was working to win, but I thought we played well. We weren't great, but we done well, but these are the type of games you have to play well in, because it's difficult to be a Ross County, they're a big, massive side, they've got a, a lot of big boys, especially a boy Jordan White, who's scored a lot of goals against us the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. He's been a thorn on our side, but and this, most of the team done well. I'm not saying they get 10 out of 10, but most of them played okay. Borna, the defence were fine. Lundstrom was fine. A lot of the players played really well, but I thought Jack Butland played really well. He came out for one ball and missed it, but it's when he's come out for crosses, his defenders know he's there. Yeah. He's a bit yeah. wide and he comes out for him, so it takes the pressure of defending a lot of time because Jack's coming for these balls, whereas previous keepers never. And that's not a slant in the previous keepers. It's just the way Jack is. He's a different type of goalie. But I think that helps because Ross County want to lump balls in the box. And if they know a keeper's 50 50 about coming for them, we'll continuously do it. But when they know something six foot five, a Jack Butlin's going to come, he's going to win the majority of them. And it sets us up, it sets us up to get an attack going quite quickly. So I was happy yesterday. And that's, I'm usually going to laugh and say, Where are you? I actually, well, I was happy yesterday. I said it was 2 0, but like Rich said, it could have been a lot more. We did miss a few chances. We did a lot of. With a lot of three on threes, two on threes, eh, four on twos, whatever you want to say when we're in transition, but we just couldn't pick the final pass, especially when Matondo and Sima come on. But listen, I thought we'd done well. They never really looked like scoring apart from the free header that Jordan White missed. And I actually thought he was going to score it. I thought that's yeah. his way to win, but I don't know how he missed. But apart from that, we weren't really threatened. I thought we played really well. We should have been more clinical. That's the only downside. We should be more clinical. Yeah, and, and Ian, you know. <laughs> Our captain has taken a lot of stick in recent weeks. Some of that justified. I'm pretty sure Tav will be the first to admit that his performances are, are maybe not hitting the level that he would like. But regardless, I actually thought he played pretty well on, on Saturday. But regardless of, of how he's playing, he's absolutely capable of moments like that. And I'm not sure we've got anybody else in that squad that's that's taking that ball and you know driving forward and then the, the technique involved and you know the height that he gets and the depth that he gets and just putting it out. I mean, you could have two goalkeepers in that goal and they're, they're not catching it. It's it's an incredible goal. So tell me, talk to me about that goal. Also then. Talk to him about that second half, Ian, in terms of, I felt our levels dropped a bit, you know, there was, you know, we didn't quite get back to what we, we, we were in the first half. Maybe the conditions played a bit of that, you know, it was, you know, I think it was torrential rain, pretty much 24 hours. I think the pitch really started to slow down. But yeah, you know, get, talk to me about Tav's goal and also then just that second half, you know, I think people want to see 
maybe not seeing a full 90 minutes, but maybe starting to see 60 minutes, you know, 65, 70 minutes. We've not quite seen that yet, have we? No, nah, not yet. But Tav's goal, um, in all honesty, in live time when I was watching it on the telly, it took me about two or three seconds to realise it had actually gone in. I thought he'd put it wide. And it wasn't until, uh, for some strange reason, he's not normally one of our biggest fans, Ian Crocker went absolutely mental. And I was like, that's in. So I went mental. Um, and then I watched it back on the replay. And, um, yeah, absolutely spectacular finish from Tav. Um, always got it in his locker. He's done it time and time again. I think um, ones that stick out uh, at Motherwell, um, where he hit that volley. And St. Johnston, I think he did it up at in Perth as well. So he's, he's capable of the, the absolute spectacular when you're not expecting it. Um, and I don't think anyone else does that. I think anyone else running through there looks to possibly play that off. Except maybe Tom Lawrence would have probably had a dig because he does like a shot. But um, Tav's finishing ability outdoes a hell of a lot of the strikers we've had at the club. Um, and Again, I go back to it. I say he comes in for a lot of stick, and and sometimes rightly so. I think sometimes he is a bit of a whipping boy for, for the supporters because he's always one of the first two they go at. Um, but over the last few seasons, without his goals, where would we be? We wouldn't have got anywhere in that European run. He pretty much single-handedly dragged us as far as he could last season. I mean, the two goals at Celtic Park. I mean, no one else was going to score that day. It was just him. Um, yeah, so I think he does come in for a bit of unfair criticism, and I'm probably guilty of that as well. Um, I'm usually really quick to get the first, for fuck's sake, Tav out, just so that it's out of the way. Um, you know, just flipping the coin and not winning the, the coin toss, that'll be enough. <laughs> Why have we not got centre Tav? Right, you've had a crap game. But I, do, I think he does come for a lot of unwanted stick. He, like you say, he'll be the first one to admit that he's not firing all cylinders at the moment, but I do think he is getting better. Same with the rest of the team. He's beginning to look fitter. They're beginning to look fitter. Um, and going into the second half, again, from PSV and again, at the weekend, you could see that that fitness toward the end of the game is beginning to pay off. That's We're beginning to see that now. It wasn't the greatest of starts, and like Kerr said, I thought um, Jordan had popped that one into the top corner off the head. Suter was caught in his heels a little bit. Probably more to do with the unnatural position he's playing in, because he's a right side and not a left side. He got caught out a little bit. Um, but other than that, we weren't really troubled. There was a couple of half chances. I think Jack um, got uh, robbed of a, a fairly decent save because the referee didn't give a free kick when he sh probably should have and he had to make up for it really quickly by not giving the corner um, but they didn't really do anything Butland was impressive I think he got bored at one point and come running out for a bully no intention of getting anywhere near and just flapped just to make it a little bit nervy for us we could have scored a couple of extras it's the decision making in the final third still needs a little bit of sharpening um, but overall, I think we did get an improvement and we are getting an improvement game on game at the moment. And that second half against Ross County did did do that. And I think Matondo and Seema coming on at the right time. I think it was a very good substitution by Beal, bringing them two on. It stretched the game a bit. We did have the width then. Um, so maybe we're beginning to see what Beal wants to do um, over time and with this massive week coming up, we'll see if we'll, we'll get that further improvement and hopefully by next Sunday, a full 90-minute performance. But one game at a time, Wednesday fast. Yep. I, um, yeah, I think you've, you've you've put the nail in the head with with a lot of what you've said there. And, you know, I, 
I was, I was delighted, you know. One, they, ha they haven't ruined everybody's weekend, <laughs> you know, which is which has happened um, quite a bit. But you know, it, I thought it was I thought it was comfortable, and no point was uh, you know was a was a particularly worried. I did feel that we had gears to to go up. Richie, um, pick a player. I'm going to give you a list. Who do you want to talk about? John Lundstrom, Ravi Matondo, uh, Tom Lawrence, Sam Lammers, or Cyril Dessers. What would you want to talk about? Um, oh, I'll leave Lundstrom for care. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about Tom Lawrence. Go on, let's. Yeah, look, I love Tom Lawrence. You know, I, I just wanted to mention him because again, very very much like Roof. This is a guy who I think just about every Rangers fan was. We were getting really excited about what we were we were witnessing. Uh, 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 a box-to-box -box midfielder who liked to show, who similar to Scott Arfield, making those could make those late runs into the box. But I think what set him apart from Arfield has that bit of ability on him as well. You know, I think he's got, at times he's got quick feet and tight in tight positions. Just great to see him back on the pitch. Uh, and again, you know, if if he can stay fit and we can get him, you know, gradually build up that match sharpness, you know. What an asset to this squad that we've we've not had for well, it was a year. <laughs> you know, I think they said that in commentary yesterday. So just absolutely brilliant to see him back. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And like we didn't half miss him last season. And I know we had like so many other problems, but it was just he was one of the sort of key um, fixtures for me in the in the team that would have made a massive difference. And I was absolutely delighted to to see him back on. Yesterday, he's he's everything that you describe, you know. But his really tidy player keeps the ball well, good awareness. <clears throat> Very rarely, sort of gets caught out making sort of stupid decisions. Um, and I think that that's sometimes what you know, we've got a sort of forward set up at the moment that's obviously still um, getting to a point of sort of building relationships and this kind of thing. And I think. Having that kind of player um, in a three, who you know is going to sort of, it's just as good at sort of picking up the ball um, at the sort of back end of the pitch as he is in sort of manoeuvring something for for one of the forwards. So um, yeah, I just I hope that he you know, continues to get some good game time, and it does feel like a a new signing to me. I mean, he's he's got. Yeah, absolutely. Like as you say as well, like he's not afraid. He he won't just like pass, 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 pass. Like pass it into the um into the goal. He'll take a shot on if it's there. He's not afraid to do that. Um, he'll have a pop from distance as well, and he's got a good shot on him. Uh, very comfortable on the left hand side as well, which I know a lot of people are concerned about us on the left. Um, if you know if you fall into the camp where Matondo doesn't solve all of our problems. I'm not sure if he does or not. I, I hope he does, but certainly like he he's, you know, he's comfortable. I mean, he's not sort of um, an attacking left winger by any means, but he is comfortable on the left-hand side. He played there for Derby quite a lot. Um, so no, brilliant. And and it really, I am, I'm, I'm looking at it as a, um, as a new signing, just because it's been so long since we've seen him. Another player in that midfield and another great option for Bill to use. And, and you know what, again, we, we were talking about, how impressive Roof was. I was really impressed with um, Lawrence's cameo as well. I thought he was, 
was just he was straight in at the pace of the game. Um, yeah, looked very assured, uh, composed, uh, re- really, really pleased. Um, and yeah, and he's uh, let's just let's just hope he stays injury free, uh, and he's going to be a really important option for us this season. Absolutely. Uh, just welcome to WATP as a new member. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, Scott Kerr, um, I won't talk about Lindstrom, I'm only kind of winding up, but actually I thought he had not a bad game yesterday, actually. I thought he came in and I thought we'd seen some of, you know, more about what we've seen in the past in terms of driving forward and, and so on. But talk to me about Sam Lammers, Scott. Um, I think we were all enjoying what we've seen during pre-season, but I'm not, I don't think we've quite seen that domestically yet or in European games. He has scored goals and stuff like that. We're seeing flashes, but we're not seeing um, a kind of sustained level of performance from, um, you know, any concerns? Or again, are we just in that kind of, let, let's give them a bit of time, let them settle in period? Just to say on lunch, Jimmy has played the last few games, but Listen, if John keeps it simple and does what he does, does what he knows he can do, then he'll be fine. It's when he starts to think he's better than what he actually is, he makes mistakes, but I don't mind him coming out now and again for Jacka. I think when the players run about him, it's going, to be, it's going to be a bit better because we've got better players run about him now than we probably did when he was like, during the last season, when he was in at the start of the season. But on Lammers, I think, I think he's a, he looks like a confidence player to me, a bit like Bournemouth. I think you see him make a cut of mistakes. He's, he said it doesn't go down, but he tries too hard. And he's trying to do things that maybe he shouldn't do. So just go back to keeping it simple, keeping getting the simple touches off. His movement's still quite good, but he seems to when he's dribbling down dead ends, doesn't he? Right, go down the avenues with other players for the team and not picking the right option with the pass. And I yeah, he's technically he's very good. I think he is. Maybe when he's dribbling right enough, lift his head more. I think like a time he's running his head down. I don't know if that's a lack of confidence. I'm basically scared to make a mistake. I don't know. Listen, no Bill saying he's only going to fit in. There's one or two who will probably not make the mark. But I'm not going to say it's him, but I'm just saying there's one or two, as you know yourself, you're not going to sign eight, nine players, and they're going to be first-team starters and do really well. There's always one or two that maybe flutter to deceive and then maybe fade away. But I think over time we'll be fine. I don't know if he'll be a starter, but I don't know if he fits into the way Bill wants to play. I don't really know what his best position is, to be honest with you. He seems to have played out wide and, and it was number 10, but I still feel Campbell's our best number 10. I know people can say Campbell can sit deeper. I feel when he sits deeper, he's more effective. I feel he's better forward, he gets more involved. And he's more physical as well in Lammers. Lammers, I think he just has to adjust to maybe the Scottish game more. Technically, he's good, but he has a bit lightweight for a big guy. So I don't know, maybe a few more games and I see more of him, but it's up to him if he wants to make it. He signed a, a good contract with us. He's come in. He said his first pre-season for a while he looked good in pre-season. He probably was the only one that looked good in pre-season. Everybody <laughs> else has started to get a wee bit of performance and he's kind of stopped. But listen, the, the, his teammates will carry him through. He's still going to be involved, but I think starting games, he may be an out. Well, oh, just on that just on that then, Kev, can you see him starting next, next Sunday? Against Celtic? No. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. And I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't see him. Again, it, it, and I suppose that's where he's he's going to be in a difficult situation, not just him as a player, but maybe Michael Beale when you know he is one of these signings where we have invested a bit of money and yet I, I think there's already maybe a feeling that you know that type of game maybe isn't going to suit him. Um well, does Scottish football then suit him? But I can say I'm I don't want to have a, a, a go at I think it is still early days, but you know, I, I tend to agree with you that I'd be surprised if he starts uh, next Sunday, so it'll be interesting to see. But he did see, he had, I mean, whether or not it was men or not, but he had that nice bit of skill where he then, you know, that, that shot that, you know, the keeper makes a really good save. And it, so he does offer you those those wee glimpses where you go, yeah, there is, there is, a, there is undoubtedly a player with talent there. It's just whether or not we can, we can bring it out. And um, Ian, another player then that's, you know, uh, it seems a bit surreal that we're having this conversation about Rami Matondo, you know, because I I think you know the vast majority of Rangers fans had, had, had given up the ghost with, with Rabi in terms of, of of what he could do. But with what, whatever it's been, and I mentioned, uh, I think it was Thursday night's pod. I, I mentioned or Wednesday night's pod, um, being utilised out on the left. Which is actually his position. Uh, no, we see them last season out in the right because Ryan Kent was undroppable. But we've now suddenly seen this shift to it. He, he, he absolutely looks a threat. You know, he, the, the pace terrifies teams. What I'm interested in is your thoughts on does he start games or is he an impact sub? Depends on the game, I think. Um, things like right, Ross County, Livingston, Kilmarnock, when they're going to pack their defence and you've got to try and break them down. That's, and it's, it's not a game that, that Rabi starts because that's not what his game's about. It worked perfectly yesterday because as Ross County, because it was 2-0, they had to come out to try and get into the game because in Scotland at 1-0, teams still don't come out because if they can nick a late equaliser against us, then that's the equivalent of like six points for them. So. Um, that the substitution time bringing Rabi on to stretch them was perfect, but games, dare I say it, Wednesday against PSV and and Celtic at the weekend, those games he could start in because we're going to get more attacking opportunities because they're going to play because they're going to attack, and PSV are going to come at us on on Wednesday because they're going to want that they're going to want to get this game done and dusted and just chill out for the rest of it. Aren't they? That's the Dutch way, chill out. Have time, smoke what they smoke, and crack on. Um, but I think that's where where Rabi would be quite a useful weapon. Play the ball over the top and just let him run. Because I think there was one point yesterday where, and I think even the comment uh, Kenny Miller picked up on it that the ball got played out for Ross County attack, and Matondo was doing some defending. And I think the lad had a two or three yard start on him. By the time they got to the ball, Rabi was five yards ahead of him, and Miller just turned and said. 
that was the wrong guy to pick a race against. Um, the, the boy is frightening when he's running. And it's amazing what happens to a player when you play him in the position they actually play in. Um, it looks like a totally different person. I am so, so pleased because I've willed this kid. It's like having, um, like, like Man United were with uh, Forlan back in the day. You just wanted him to do well. I don't think it was anybody, whether you supported United or not, didn't want to see Forlan do well because it just wasn't working for him. And then he came good. And it's the same for Rabi. I don't, as much as we keep saying that um, we, um, we're losing faith. I think a large majority of the Rangers support actually wanted to see the kid do well because we knew there was something in there. He just wasn't getting utilised correctly. And then it turns out he played with a knee injury for most of last season, so that wouldn't have helped him at all. Um, whatever's happened in pre-season, it seems to be working, and hopefully with a little bit more, his decision-making will get a bit better because there's a couple of things he could have done better at the weekend. I'm not being negative on it. It's just he, he's still a young boy, really. Um, I think he, the one where he's tried to find the, the far post when he could have easily slipped in Seamler and Seamer's got a tap in, um, things like that. But it, he's improving and I want to see him continue improving. And I think of all the players we've signed, he could possibly be one of the best for the season, even though he's he's been with us already for, for 12 months. I think he could be quite a bit of a, rele- a revelation this year, if I can get the word out properly. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I, I agree. I mean, it, it just shows you what a bit of confidence can do. That goal, the way I mean, I, I'm 100% of the belief that if Cantwell had played the pass to him first time uh, on, on Tuesday night, Rabi Matondo running through and goal and having to take numerous touches of the ball probably doesn't score. The fact that it goes to Dessers, the whole of Ibrooks groaned, by the way, I, me being one of them. But it was absolutely, and it, that ball, it, he didn't have a think about it, just had it. And the fact that he's got that goal and what that then does for him, you know, and, and even yesterday, you know, he, he was absolutely terrifying in Ross County. And if we can start to bring him in now and, and we see levels of that performance on a more consistent basis, then, you know, I, I absolutely think that, that we're on to a winner. Richie, I want to... Um, you know, just a quick word for, for Seema, Abdullah Seema as well, who I thought was very impressive coming off the, the bench. Um, you know, I think he stretched the game as well. I think he caused him a lot of problems. He should have had a goal. Matondo should absolutely just square the ball to him. It's a tap in. You can see his frustration of not getting that, but that, you know, that's fine. But, you know, he's, he's, he's out wide. He's coming in central. So a bit like what Roof was doing, you know, we're constantly having two players in and around the box. So I thought plaudits to Sima as well. I think we're starting to see uh, improvement there. But I, I wanted to talk about Dessers uh, in particular. I put on our group chat that he maybe does a lot of the things that his fans maybe goes unnoticed, but his teammates will absolutely love and respect everything that he does in terms of, you know, winning fouls, allowing us to get up the park or a clearance that he manages to flick on and it just lets the defence get stuff. You know, I, I think he's been slightly unfortunate in terms of some of the opportunities he's had, either great saves or he's, you know, that poor finishing in there as, as well. But what's your thoughts on Dessers? Where, where are you seeing him at the moment? He looks as if he's Bill's first choice. Would that be correct? 
Yeah, <clears throat> we'd have to think that based on um, his starting lineup so far. He seems to have been favoured over Danilo on on most occasions, or at least when they when they haven't played together. Um, I'm kind of maybe a foot in in both camps. I've seen a lot of things that I like, and I've been surprised, pleasantly surprised by like how good he is in the air. He's quite physical, good at holding the ball up. He takes up good positions as well. Um, <clears throat> which is why we've seen him get quite a few chances. And I think early on in this, or maybe it was just after the Killy game where everybody was so pissed off, but like a lot, there, there was the sort of this lazy narrative. And I haven't really seen that from him since. I think he puts in a um, a pretty decent shift. It, it's like Kerr, I think Kerr said this on a previous pod. Like everybody just wants to see like the, the sort of lone striker pressing like a headless chicken because it seems like a sign of sort of work rate and effort, but actually like intelligent press is sort of far more valuable to the team. You're not wasting energy. Um, if it was somebody else, I'm sorry, but I do think it was care anyway. Um, and I think that's what he does really effectively. I mean, that, that ball, uh, I mean, we talk about um, Matondo's goal and it was a great finish, but I mean, that, that ball that he played, the, the, the weight on it was just un, unreal. Like I'll never get tired of looking at that. And you just think that, um, he he's done enough for me to think that he'll make a really positive contribution. Uh, I'm not sure that he'll score enough goals though to sort of silence the the critics. Um, <clears throat> we saw with his stats uh, when we were first rumored with him that you know he's not sort of a an absolutely potent goal scorer, and I do, and I think from what we've seen so far. Um, that might well be the case, but I also think he could, it could be the case whereby if one of those goals, uh, one of those chances goes in yesterday, you, you might well see the sort of Matondo effect and a little bit of confidence coming over him. But because he, he is taking up the right positions and getting chances, um, but he's he's not going to be a, a, a twenty twenty five goal a season guy. Like I'm. There's just there's nothing to support that that argument really, um, but but that might not be the end of the world because if we've got a number of forwards and midfielders that are contributing to goals, that that might just be fine actually, um, and then we're not relying on sort of one player um, maintaining form. So for me, I, I would say sort of six and a half out of ten so far. Um, I, I've seen lots that encourage me and lots that have got me interested in him. I certainly don't support this idea that he's absolutely terrible and he needs punting. Um, but um, he's still got a lot to do um, and his finishing does need to improve because he's wearing the number nine shirt. He's, he's, he's going to have the majority of the chances and he, and he does need to, to finish more effectively. But, you know, we, we probably, in all honesty, need to finish more effectively um as a team because you know like yesterday and sort of like 1.78 xg and like 24 attempts it's sort of indicating that we're not making like really clear quality yeah. chances so yeah six and a half for me so far um and we'll see how he gets on but yeah he's definitely um he, he's shown moments of quality and and i hope he can sort of build upon that um in the coming games yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think you know, I think he offers the team something that we need. Though I know a lot of people were disappointed with him being in the starting lineup 
um, at home to PSV, but I think there was absolutely a reason why he was there, and that's because of his physicality. Danilo doesn't offer us that, you know, and I, I'm not saying Danilo isn't a good player or anything like that, um, but, you know, he, he, he wouldn't have been able to do what Dessers did, where there was a lot of people critical of Danilo playing away to survey as, as, as that, that target man. So I, I would be surprised if Dessers isn't in the starting lineup come Wednesday night. And, and Kerr, then that leads us on to what is a huge week coming up uh, for, for the club. Obviously, PSV in that, in that second leg and then into the, the first old firm game uh, of the season at Ibrox on, on Sunday um, against uh, a Celtic team which are struggling. Um, you know, and I, I think even the manager is, is, is saying that at, at present. Um, Rangers have the opportunity here and it's, it's going to be a difficult ask. Both games, but Rangers have an opportunity here to really set a marker down um, for, for the season in, in terms of what's coming up in these two games. Um, I do wonder now, actually, in reflection, I'm quite happy that we had the game on, on Saturday. <laughs> I might not have been saying that if we lost, but actually, you know, uh, having that game, again, the confidence that winning leading into is what is, it, what is a massive week. Where are you then in terms of, of the week ahead? What, what's your thoughts and opinions on it? Looking forward to two games, to be honest with you. Uh, obviously, we've started playing a wee bit more positively and I'm seeing the team performing better, gelling better than I was maybe in the mood I was in last week. But I still think Sunday's game's more important to me than a European game, but that's just from my perspective. I think both games will be tough. Listen, Pace, if you aren't going to be any slouches at home, they, they think they're upset because they drew Ibrox. They think they should be beating a team like us. Not a doubt about it. That's what they do. You can read about their ex international saying things, stuff about us and their media saying stuff about us. They think a team like the English shouldn't be competing with them. So that Wednesday's game will take care of itself. We have to go there, listen, give it our best shot. If it don't go through, we're in the Europa League. But I think we've got a chance because I think they're defensively not great. And listen, if we play like we did at Ibrox, we'll, I think we'll score anyway. But Sunday's game is more important. I think we need to put down a market this early in the season. Yeah. You can say they're struggling, Stuart, but they're still top of the league. Yeah. They've, only, they've only drew a game. I mean, it's, that's what I mean. We, we get beaten. I was complaining. They drew and people are complaining. But we have to put a marker down. They're coming to Ibrox. They don't get any fans there. Even though they're all complaining, they don't get tickets. But a couple years ago, we didn't exist. So I don't see the point in this. They want tickets against a team they think didn't exist. But it doesn't make sense to me. But is it, is, it, is it a derby? Is it a derby or is it not a derby? I, I, I can't. I've not got a clue. Somebody will pop up in the chat. I'll take fan answer that in a minute. Uh, right. It's important, Sunday, because, like I said, we have to beat them when it matters. And that's one matters. It's the first game, and they always used to do it to us. Put a marker down, and never game after that, when we were going through the. Like last season, we won the. Coltonwell, we're going to the away to Parkhead and only confident at all. So we have to go in this game on Sunday and we have to beat them. I don't care how we beat them, but we have to beat them just to show that we can compete first and foremost, but just to show we're going to be in this title race until the end because I'm fed up getting put out of the title race come January, February time when you think this league's over. I know we get all the points last season, but we were never really in it. Do you know what we? We were never really going to catch them, even though we got 92 points, I think it was. But we were never really in a, a race to catch them. It was always kind of over. 
So I don't want that to happen this season or the season like the season before. I want to bend this until the very end. I want to be the team at the end of the season holding that trophy. I know it's a wee bit away, but I want to go into Sunday and win. And I'm not even going to say win well. I just want to want to say that's us got a victory when it matters and we can have a wee break now, top of the league, and kick on because I'm not saying we will be top because it won't come on. could get a victory, do you know what I mean? But just beating them at home when it matters will do me. And I think we can move on for that. I mean, like I see your two games are massive, but I think if I had to pick a game to win, Stuart, I think it would be Sunday. I know I want to win the two of them, but Sunday to me is more important. Yeah, look, I, I, I tend to agree as well because I think of potentially the impact that that could have. But Ian, where, where are you then in, in terms of the, the, the upcoming week? We've obviously, you know, a, a huge game in midweek. We know that will be tough, but I do feel, I, I think I said this last week as well, a sense from PSV, there's a nervousness uh, about the fact that they can't really shake us off. You know, I think Kev's right. They probably are a better team than us. They've, they'll probably get better individual players, but we're hanging about like a bad smell to them, aren't we, in, in, in terms of they can never get us away. And they must be thinking, God, if... You know, if, if they're still in this game come half time or 60 minutes, I, I wouldn't put it past us getting getting the victory. Where, where are you in terms of Wednesday and what's your thoughts on the end leading up into, into Sunday? I was, I can't, I am with Kerr on it that out of the two, I'd rather have Sunday because the, the league's paramount. Um, and if we, if we, if we do beat PSV, then happy days. If we don't, then we've got the Europa League. And then Joey Verman happened and his post-match saying that all we did was kick the ball in the stands and that we were rubbish and we didn't do anything and they deserved this and they deserved that. And and, and I was like, oh, God, I hope we go over there and we, we beat them. I don't care if it's a, 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 like a, a replica of a Tamfor Scythe stud rocket into the corner. I, I, I'll take that. But um, I... I as much as I don't really mind what happens on Wednesday, I'd love to get through to the Champions League and everything that that brings. Still got a little bit of PTSD from last season, which worries me slightly. Are we ready for that that level with this team, the new team? Um, but either way, whatever happens works out that we've got um, Euro- European football regardless. Um, and, and, and Celtic is the big one. I mean, I think we talked about it um, either on the reaction or in the phone-in on Friday saying that, beat Celtic, get level, go into the international break and have a better international break because we've got level. Well, now we have the chance to beat them, go two points clear of them and go into an international break, which is massive. So if I was put on the spot and I had to pick one and one only, I'm I'm taking um, Sunday as the win. But just because I want to see Joey Verman cry, I'm going to be greedy and have both. (laughs) And and, and Richie, you know, let's not underestimate, you know, that the... For Rangers, by the end of this month, we'll have played nine games. Sometimes we'll have played four. You know, that, that's the kind of massive difference. Yes, it's there's nothing guaranteed. You know, we know it'll be tough, but we do have an, a, a, a chance to really lay down a marker. Regardless of what happens on Wednesday, become Sunday, we have a chance to lay down a marker and just build on a pressure that, whether they want to admit it or not, is undoubtedly building on the East East End of Glasgow at the moment. Um, You know, Kerr's right, it's only one draw, but it comes on the back 
of a, a kind of lacklustre display in, in the cup. You know, Rangers have it in their hands here. If we do our job to, to really ramp up the pressure and say, well, do you know what? We're having played potentially five games more, nine games in, the, in that month, look where we are after what was a kind of a really disappointing start. You know, it, it just shows there's a famous, you know, oh, weeks a long time in, in politics. Well, a couple of weeks in football is a long time. And what was it? You know, um, Greavesy used to say it's a funny old game. We could be coming to the end of August in a really, really strong position. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, very much so. And, you know, it's in the period, like you said, where we've been sort of, in part struggling ourselves and you know trying to bed in a, a load of new players and it just it looks like we're just getting better and better so if if we can win on sunday it's just that the marker that that lays down is sort of yeah absolutely huge because you you feel as though we could just really rock it with um with momentum off the back of that um yeah in terms of the psv game at I, I think it is a bit of a tall order not to say that we don't have a chance or anything like that of course we've got a we've got a really good chance but we'll need um it, we'll need our center halves to be every bit as good as they were on um on Tuesday night I think um and what I just hope that we don't sort of put in a fairly decent performance lose and then the sort of the the murmurs of negativity just start kind of creeping in in the build up to Sunday. That's what I'm sort of really because I know there's quite a few people um that you know are still aren't quite sure on on a number of our signings and, and Beal in general. But <clears throat> but uh, yeah I think if we it, it, it's not as if we have to choose one or the other either. You know, say if we can get a result on Wednesday, like the confidence going into Sunday with everything that's going on in the East End as well. Um, yeah, it, it's that that game on Sunday. I honestly, I think it's the biggest game for us in in years. I, I, I really do. It's absolutely huge. Um, and let's not be sort of under any illusions. When we play them at their place, there won't be any Rangers fans there. I don't think that this idea of um, oh well, they have to like they just won't. And then what what are the what are the league going to do? Kick them out? You know they'll just get a fine or whatever, and then so so we have to um, we have to make this advantage count and really put the um, put the boot on the throat, um, and I think we will. But yeah, massive week, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm Sunday night, and I'm already just buzzing talking about it. I don't know what I'll be like on on Wednesday, but like you know what what a privilege to have these games to go into as fans. No, absolutely, as it's it's. That's why we're Rangers fans, isn't it? It's, a, it's an absolutely huge week coming up and we will have um, all the action covered here on the Rangers Rabble podcast uh, in terms of the, the build-up to the PSV game, the reaction to that, and then as we head into the weekend and that, that huge first Old Firm game. Folks, that'll do as we're into overtime um, for this Sunday night. Um, a massive thanks to you all for, for tuning in and all your comments. Um, Scott here, thanks very much, mate. Appreciate it as, as always. Was on mute there, Stuart. Didn't know what you said. I know, I was, I was <laughs> waiting on it, Scott. I was waiting on it. I know, thanks, Stuart. Thanks for having me on, and thanks everybody for listening. Worries, Ian. Pleasure as always, mate. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, been a good night. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, yeah, uh, comments and the 
watching them comments come in has been a thing of beauty tonight. Some brilliant stuff going on in there. So, yeah, cheers for having me on. Look forward to the next time. And, Richie, thanks as always, mate. Yeah, cheers, Stuart. Really enjoyed that. Folks, huge week coming up for us. Let's hope our team give us two huge performances and get the two results that we deserve. But thanks very much for listening, and we'll speak to you next time on the Rangers Ravel podcast. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.